from the doctor. And Saul says, keep us a big ticket. T.C. Martin. And here comes the Birdman. Flapping his wings and soaring for a sweet flush. When you're aerodynamically designed with that hairdo, you can do those kinds of things with that sweet mohawk. The doctor is now in. Unos, dos, tres. Ole! Ole! Glad to have you aboard our number two of the program. Appreciate Amon Green joining us, the former Green Bay Packer, talking about the virtual Pro Bowl. And uh, it's off to practice now. It's off to practice, exactly. Amazing stuff. All right. Bill Cartwright will join us here in a couple of minutes. We've got a lot of stuff to touch on today as well, too. Don't forget, uh, we mentioned last hour, the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, tonight's game canceled as the Knights uh, played without their coaching staff Tuesday night in the 5-4 shootout loss to the St. Louis Blues. Uh, COVID has hit, hit the Golden Knights. Uh, GM Kelly McCrimmon uh, coached the game on Tuesday. And uh, tonight, uh, just a couple hours ago, they decided to postpone the game because uh, reports are saying that uh, one Golden Knights player, one Golden Knights coach uh, affected by COVID-19 so uh, not to throw too much out, but reports say it's uh, Alex Petrangelo. So, and there we'll are more reports uh, from some of the Golden Knights reporters in that confirming that it is. It does look like it's Alex Petrangelo. Yeah, yeah. Our, so, our buddy Willie Ramirez has just posted that as well. All right. So, yeah, um, again, uh, shout out to, uh, to our guys at Sinbin and, and, and Willie for uh, being on top of that stuff uh, as well. So, all right. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll monitor this, see when the – uh, makeup uh, date uh, is going to be played here, and again, even though the season's more condensed now, you're just you're playing a lot less opponents, and you're playing these series. Like I said, it's very unusual. You're playing the St. Louis Blues eight times. Very this little year. travel because yeah. it's all yeah. condensed. So I think it's you know it, it's going to be rather easy. You know, it's going to be easy to reschedule. Yeah, the only ones that are really doing travel are the Canadian division because they're still traveling across time zones in that because it's all of Canada. Everything else is pretty much condensed. Right, right. All right, so we will continue to take a look at that uh, stuff. All right, we'll also uh, talk some football and other things uh, as well a little bit uh, later on on the program. But right now, let's talk a little little hoop, a little basketball. Let's talk with the five-time NBA champ himself, three as a player, two as a coach, the big seven-footer, San Francisco's very own Big Bill Cartwright. What's going on, my friend? I should say Sacramento's very own. Sacramento Sports Hall of Famer Bill Cartwright, but USF's Bill Cartwright, who is probably kicking back uh, overlooking the hill today in San Francisco. Is that correct? Uh, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's a great day. Uh, it's, it's quiet, as you would suspect. Uh, but uh, but but a great day, and so we're just gonna try to enjoy it, and we're getting ready for the big uh, Super Bowl uh, Sunday. Yeah, we got ways before we get to that there. So I don't know. You're already making some some plans here, and you've got your uh, got your menu planned out yet? 
you got to make plans, and it's all about the appetizers. So, um, you know, for us, we go um, and kind of just break it down to who wants what kind of appetizers besides the normal chips, dip, uh, you know, cheese plates. We get, for me, we know we got to have some fruit in there somewhere, so at least we can look like we're healthy. Um <laughs> You know, we'll wash it down with a little beer and uh, um, and, and and some stuff like that. We're not real wine people, uh, so. Um, but uh, yeah, you, it, it takes about a week, doesn't it, to kind of get it together to know what everybody wants? It does, but then again, here we go with this COVID situation too. You know, like I'm usually we're hosting parties and doing that sort of thing, like the big gatherings, and we can't do that this year. So I don't know about you, if you are kind of scaling things back. I mean, I guess technically everyone's supposed to be scaling back. What's what's the magic number now? Is it ten? Is it fifteen? What's what's the gathering? Depends on what county and state and city you're in. Yeah, yeah. So what are you gonna do, man? Are you ignoring the rules, or are you gonna just go bust out the regular Cartwright, uh, you know, clan, or what are you gonna do here? Nah, you know, we're not doing that. We're, we follow the rules. So, uh, it's going to be myself and, uh, myself, the wife, uh, grandkids. So really, yeah, it'll be six of us. So that's good enough. Six of us and our two dogs. So, and of course, the, uh, the, the, the real game part is going to be the uh, bantering back and forth before the game starts. So. But here, here's the deal with that crew that you just listed right there. How many people yeah. are even interested in the game? I mean, you, the wife, the grandkids, the two dogs. I, I, I don't think there's going to be any bantering. What are you, what are you going to do? Banter with Judge about about uh, Patrick Mahomes against the the Buccaneers defense? I don't know what you're talking about there. No, those those are called friends that you can maybe Zoom with or you can talk with before the game. Oh, okay. And, so and, pregame and show. Okay. Yeah, and, and and unfortunately for people like you who actually been on the games, I'm sure you'll have a lot of conversation about that. Uh, so, yeah, that's what it's all about. And then, uh, you know, making some snide remarks or texts during the game or phone calls, you know, just that kind of stuff. But uh, you, just, you just do the best you can and, uh, and enjoy the day. It's, it's, it's once a year, so you uh, try to make the best of it. Now, is there a cheering interest, one team over the other in the Cartwright house, or is it split? I think this year, uh, this could really go up in the air because, you know, Casey's already won, and, uh, and, and, and the other guy has won more than, uh, than you know, probably he's entitled to. So uh, <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of up in the air. Uh, we just want to see a good game. I just want to see a close game. I don't want to see a game where somebody kicks a field goal and misses. Uh, I would rather see the game come down to kicking a uh, 50-yard field goal and uh, it just squeaks through and somebody wins. Now, that would be a heck of a football game. What do you mean one guy's won more than he's entitled to? I'm sure people could have said that about you and your team. I think mean, quit winning championships. Why are you winning six? I mean, what's the deal? Three and three. Come on, man. What are you talking about? There's some people that think that there's a quarterback there in San Fran that won more than he should have yeah. by the name of Montana. <laughs> no, 
put us in there. We we should have won at least two more championships, but some somebody wanted to go play baseball. So don't don't get me started with that. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Let's get you going about that. Exactly. No, I know. Just think about it, you know. So let me ask you this: since we're talking about this kind of stuff. There, the term dynasty is always used. Like, you're a Cowboys fan. You know, they said there was a Cowboy dynasty. You know, the Warriors, you can make uh, the argument, I guess, you know, that you won, what, three and five years. That's a dynasty. You guys were definitely called a dynasty. What is a dynasty in your definition? Because, really, that you guys, along maybe with the Patriots, I don't know, that's really the term of dynasty. Maybe really when you think about it, the Bulls, Six titles within a 10-year span. That may be the most recent dynasty. Maybe the, the only dynasty outside of maybe Celtics and Yankees way back when. What is your definition of dynasty? you got to dominate the uh, decade. Like, we, the, the Bulls were the team of the 90s. Period. Mm-hmm. So, um, even when we didn't win the championship, we were still thought of as that team of that decade. As, as you know, when the, the Lakers are playing the Celtics, the Lakers were the team. And the Celtics, they, they were still the team of the 80s. They, they, they dominated that era. So you, you've got to at least dominate a, a decade. So um, if, is that going to happen again now? I doubt it. That's not going to happen. So you wouldn't consider the Warriors that you wouldn't consider the Warriors a dynasty then, even though they won multiple championships in a short span. No, no. I just said you got to dominate that that era, and you dominated what three years, and then and then one one series you embarrassed yourself because you were down, you were up three one and lost. So no. It's not a dynasty. Okay. Can't do that. All right. And now, okay, so here's one for you. We talk football. You look at the Patriots. Patriots won six Super Bowls, but that was like a 20-year span. Patriots a dynasty or not? No, they're not a dynasty. They're just they're, they're very, they, they have very, very good teams. Um, but unless you're going to win that in 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 a shorter period of time, uh, you're no. That's not a dynasty. All right. So who are the dynasties in your in your mind in the history of sports? Who are the dynasties? Well, the greatest dynasty in in basketball, obviously, is the Celtics, and, and it will always be the Celtics. You know, basketball, and I'll just say this again: the basketball has just changed. Sports has changed. Mentalities have changed. Uh, that may have to do with money. That may have to – well, it has all to do with money because uh, there's no – and we talk about this all the time. The, the norm now is that for players' respect, they lead teams for, uh, you know, 500 more dollars. So you you may be on a team that won a championship last year. If, if you can imagine growing up, DC. Now think about this: your team just won a championship. That and you're not happy. You have a chance to go back to win a championship, and you, you decide, you know what? Just won a championship. I'm gonna make a lot of money, but I'm gonna leave. But that happened in the '90s. Oh. Of course not. You, 
want to win another championship. And why? Because it makes sense. In this day and age, common sense or any sense doesn't prevail. What prevails is that whoever makes whoever has an opinion or whoever's making a little more money, that they are going to leave. So it's, it's an amazing thing. Um, I don't get it. Um, you know, the days of uh, John Stockton and Carl Malone and John Stockton's a free agent and doesn't even consider leaving Utah. He's going to stay there. He just wants him to make him a decent offer because that's his home. Those days are done. That's why dynasties are over. No, and I agree with everything that you're saying there. And you even go back, you go back in history, go to those Packer teams. I'll use that as an example. You know, the 60s, the 70s, wherever. Those guys, I mean, when your contract was up, I mean, you just renegotiated it and that was it. And hopefully to get a little bit more money. But you weren't going to even be traded back in those days. And you certainly weren't going to go play for the Bears or. You just that stuff just never happened, and really in, in all sports. And you're talking about the '90s, but I mean, you think about that in the '70s and even the '80s. I mean, you had guys that were staying together, and you had those opportunities to, you know, win multiple championships. The fan bases knew who was coming back year in and year out. And, and you're right; it's just it's totally, totally different. And like I said, going back to those days, you never even thought about, well, my contract's up; I'm going to go play for someone else. Never ever occurred to the player, uh, their families, or their or their coaches or the GMs. Well, and when it did, Kurt Flood in baseball is famous because he yep. did buck the system. Yeah, and and he ended up losing his career over it. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying that. Look, I'm not saying that. Uh, you know, in in the '90s, that teams did not leave their teams to go to other teams. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that if you were on a good team, you were on a championship team, you're not going to leave. No, I understand that. Because, right. because you're going to win. You got an opportunity to win. So, um, unless you got some kind of ungodly offer. Um, which ultimately happened, you know, which is why we, leave, we, you know, a guy like uh, um, Stacey King leaves and, uh, you know, B.J. Armstrong leaves um, because they got a better offer. And that's what happens to championship teams. But not after winning uh, just your first championship. Uh, I just talked to Stacey King this morning. Stacey King has three championship ranks. <laughs> Boom. And then, and then he was able to go off uh, and, uh, um, and go off to another team. So all three of those guys, think about this. Major Armstrong, Stacey King, Scott Williams, three championship ranks. And then they were off. So... Uh, it's just it's just a different era, and it's almost like you don't want to judge it for what it is now because you know you know if guys can make this a golly amount of money, God bless them. You know I don't have anything against them. Everybody wants to make more money, but uh, under the conditions of, of the decisions are being made are just made differently now. Um, and you know I want to understand it. I don't. But uh, it is what it is. 
Well, and, and certainly one of the things that has changed, too, is you talk about free agency and that kind of stuff, but the salary cap makes a lot of difference now, too, because, for instance, when LeBron and D. Wade and Chris Bosh got together, they were forming a team that they said was going to not one, not two, not, you know, five, six, whatever, but at a certain point, even that breaks up after a while because somebody else wants to go somewhere or somebody wants to make more money. The salary cap has almost as much to do, if not just as much to do, as free agency does, and guys wanting to go out and strike it out on their own with somebody else. Yeah, salary cap and uh, other teams do get better, and they, they, they rise to the occasion. So, look, it doesn't matter. It's really, really hard to to win a championship. It's just hard. And, it's, and you know, if you win a championship, everybody's gunning for you then next year. Every single person's gunning for you. Let alone to win two championships. Uh, it's just really hard because, now think about this. If, if you're the champ, you're everybody's uh, game of the week, game of the month, and if you're on the East Coast playing a West Coast team, you're everybody's game of the year. So what kind of effort are those teams putting in to play against you every night because you're number one? It's just really, really hard to have to play uh, year after year, deep into the season, to stay healthy, to have enough guys to play. That's why you see the Lakers right now. They're, they're trying to keep their minutes down. Um, it's just really hard. It's it's hard to win. It's hard to stay healthy. It's hard to stay mentally sharp. So uh, and man, playing at that level every single night. You mentioned the Lakers. So we we see them last night against Philadelphia, and uh, that was kind of viewed as maybe a little bit of a statement game, and especially you know when you get these teams like you mentioned who you play only twice a year, you know, West Coast versus the East Coast teams. Now, a couple nights earlier, we saw LeBron James be very, very motivated to go into Cleveland, and you just knew that that he wanted to perform well, not necessarily beat the Cavs. I mean, he's a competitor. Of course, he wants to beat the Cavs, but the Lakers were expected to beat the Cavs that night. But, you know, he had, he had 46 points. He was phenomenal. He put on a show. Uh, again, got some home cooking, got to see family, friends, and he loves playing, you know, back in Cleveland, loves playing in that building. So then, you know, two nights later, last night, they play the Sixers, and a lot of people say, hey, this could be an NBA preview here, especially the way the Sixers are constructed now, and Joel Embiid and, you know, Doc Rivers over there now. And uh, you saw the Lakers fall uh, to Philadelphia. Do do you think those guys look at games like that now? Because I, I, you just said – you know, when you guys were playing and when you would, you know, play someone, say, from the other conference that you're going to play, you know, twice a year, that, hey, okay, this was going to be, you know, a, a big battle for us and we, we, we want to play this game maybe a little bit more harder and we, and we want to make a statement because, hey, we want to show who the best team is. Do you think that still happens and is happening right now? No. I, I think that when you are a good team, like and you're the champs like the Lakers, you have to play hard every night because that standard is already raised. So when you play Cleveland, Cleveland's going to bring their best game. When you play Philly, Philly's going to bring their best game. So, you know, because you, as you know from boxing, you can't decision a champ. you got to knock him out. So, um, those guys are going to bring their best game. They're going to bring it in every night, and the Lakers have got to bring it every night. And, you know, the, the chips are going to fall where, where, where they may. 
So uh, Philly's a good team. Uh, what they live, what they play like a one point game or something. It came down to the last bucket. So um, you know there's going to be plenty of games like that this year. I'm sure Milwaukee's going to want to have a game like that. I'm sure Indiana, uh, every good team, Celtics, everybody that plays against the Lakers from that's that's supposedly a good team from the East. They're they're going to measure everything they do by the Lakers. So it's uh, that's uh, that's that's what you do when you're when you're a champ. You, you better bring your game every night. Uh, so I think it's going to be interesting to see how they balance that. I think it's going to be interesting to see how much of the bench they they use uh, and and see if they can continue to get better throughout the course of the year through their bench as opposed to just. Uh, they're, they're star players. As a, as a former player in an era where it seemed like everybody came out and they played their best every night, obviously can't give 100% best effort at 82 games a year, but what is your thoughts when you see guys that are perfectly healthy sitting out games just because they say they need a rest or whatever? Load management? <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing, I think that uh, their organization is not very smart. Uh, whoever came up with that. How about, uh, you know, he, he, he tweaked himself. He tweaked his knee. He tweaked his ankle. Uh, he tweaked his back. Uh, that's what would happen um, in, in the 90s. Nobody's going to say, oh, well, we got we to gotta just rest this guy. Uh, we would be rested by through injury. So... Um, that's just really, I don't know, whoever came up with that load management thing, uh, wasn't really thinking that day. So it just, uh, it just irritates everybody. Uh, I'm, I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, most guys, I will say this is that most guys want to play, um, to not play it, uh, it keeps you out of balance and doesn't keep you sharp. So um, most guys want to be out there. Sounds like you think it's a load of something else. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> exactly. I, I, I think it is. You know, and, and like I said, uh, you know, the, the, the bigger picture, uh, it's, it's true. If you uh, are a veteran team, uh, you, at the end of the season, it would be nice probably to have a day or two off to get yourself ready for the playoffs, especially if you've uh, already established uh, who you're going to play. I don't think there's anything wrong with that uh, because ultimately it's the uh, end result is, is is the number one thing. But uh, the middle of the season, eh, not so much. All right, man. Um, all right. That's it. That's it. We, we, we leave this topic now and we get on to more important things, right? All right. The Cartwright Family Contest. That's it. This week, what do we got? This week, we have one of the most amazing games we've ever had before. And I think you're, you'll agree with that. Oh, jeez. You think? Okay, let's go. What is the greatest board game of all time? The greatest board game of all time. Okay, so when I hear that. Of all time, I love that. All when I time. hear when I hear that, I think the 
a singular word, and the emphasis should be, if we are talking about the greatest board game of all time, I think that we are bored out of our mind. That's what I think. Are you kidding me? Board game? Who, who's the audience here? We got no sports. We got no food. We're talking about board games? Board games? They put me to sleep, man. I haven't played a board game since I was a kid. Do people even play board games anymore? What are we doing? The geriatric ward? Where where are we going with this? Have you ever heard of chess? Have you ever heard of checkers? Have you ever heard of Monopoly? Well, I love playing with chess. I mean, no doubt about that. Who doesn't? But, you know, there's not a T in what Bill's saying. Oh, that's a different game? <laughs> yeah, it's chess, oh. not chess. Oh, well, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> you know, checkers? I like checkers. Checkers is good. Okay, Scott Spritzer said Yahtzee yesterday. You'd, you'd consider Yahtzee a board game, wouldn't you? Nubchuck, what is this music? <laughs> Nubchuck's come with some board game music. I, he's got something out of... Uh, I don't know what Pirates of the Caribbean or has he got something off of? I don't know what it is. Lord of the Rings. What is that nonsense? Get rid of. Get me something. Come on, give me something spicy. When man. I think of the best board games, if I'm thinking of a family board game, I'm thinking Monopoly. Of course. But I don't know if people have enough. The time it takes to play that, I don't know if they invest that much these days. Uh, cerebral board game would be like Trivial Pursuit to me. Okay. I think that's a good one. But again, if it's one-on-one, mono-on-mono, chess to me is the, the master board game. And I used to love playing chess when I was a youngster. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's the Bill Cartwright concert music right there. There it is. He's, Chubby Checker is not in concert uh, now or in the near future. Go ahead. He's playing the twist for you, Bill. Playing your song. You know, he, he could have just played the Jeopardy theme. Jeopardy is actually a board game. I was going to say that, Joe. You know, okay, I'll tell you a, a, a game that I liked here. Uh, you know, I don't know if I liked it. Uh, see, Battleship isn't a board game, though, is it? See, that's more of a, you know, is that it? No? How about Operation? Would that be a board game? I don't know. But, but I know. Operation? Yeah, remember Operation? Battleship. I like Battleship. You know, Clue, that was uh, above my pay grade. Forget about that. Let's see what else. Uh, I know Twist can actually be a fun game to watch if you have the right participants in it. Dominoes. I like dominoes. Every NFL player loves dominoes. You guys play Scrabble? Larry Larry David loves Scrabble. Him and Shaq, they they love Scrabble. There you go. Absolutely. Scategories? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'll tell you. I got it. Here it is. The greatest board game of all time. And, Frank, you may be able to relate to this. How we go? Here we go, Bill. How about the electric football game? There it is. And you take five minutes and you line up the players, and then you hit the power button. And it goes, and they just fall all over the and place. And they fall all over the place. Exactly. And then you got to pick everything up, and no one you couldn't. You tried to throw that football and hit somebody. It was incomplete. The game would take you two hours, and the final score was like seven to nothing. Yeah, how's that? That was excitement when we were six. Uh, sure. <laughs> electric football. Didn't you play electric football? No, uh, I, I lost him. I lost him. No. How about the paper football game? You know, we used to kick the goal. It's not a board game, though. What are you talking about? You play on a board. You play on a table just like the other games. Come on, man. You play it in study hall, and then you get caught, and then you get it's in true. trouble for it. That's true. <laughs> then you get suspension. There you go. <laughs> or detention room. <laughs> I think you failed miserably here. Board game? No, that's that's board it, it, it's bored. I'm bored with that board game. <laughs> this is something that every person has done. Every single person that you know. Get rid right of that bloody chubby checker music. Jeez. How much of a cheese shop is it? 
Let's just play some Yahtzee or something. Yeah, I like some Yahtzee. All right, what's yours? What do you? Come on, you're sitting there talking about uh, you're ragging on us or me. Go ahead. What, what, give me a top two or three. What do you like? Well, I think that uh, there's two obvious ones that you, that you have to go with, yeah, and you've mentioned them both. Okay. So that's Monopoly, Chess, and Checkers. Not much of a contest, then, is it? Oh, that's why he was playing Chubby Checkers. Oh, <laughs> but there's no S on that. There you go. Unbelievable. All right. Wow. Really? Come on. Do- I'm just saying. I mean, you okay, for you, you, you can put Battleship in there. Will that, will that help you a little bit? <laughs> I, I don't know. A battleship was only fun in a bathtub. Get re- get recreate. That, that is too much information and a visual that I want nothing to do with. Yes, I, I don't know. I don't know who you're bringing in there and playing the game with. At least you weren't playing mystery date in the bathtub. <laughs> wow! Say no more, Squire. <laughs> All right, man. Well, no, you got you got to pick one. What's yours? I, I got to pick one. Again, for me, what? it's Monopoly. If it's a family thing, if it's a one-on-one thing, it's a chess. I'll, I'll go checkers. No. I, I, I used to play a lot of checkers. I like checkers. I'll, I'll go checkers. I like Monopoly. I was cool with that. Uh, Yahtzee, I, I played some Yahtzee back in the day. Did you ever play Trivial Pursuit? Trivial Pursuit I did play cool Trivial Pursuit. Yes, absolutely. And then they had the different genres yes. of it and different things. And the, I think they had a sports version of it. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, oh, we just got this in. We just got this in. Hold on. Breaking news, Bill. Uh, one of our loyal li- listeners, the lovely Renee, says strip poker. Does that count? Oh, uh, geez. For you, yeah. yeah. Sure there you go. Well, doesn't that lead to chest? That's it. That's it. Renee, we go from we go from strip poker to chest to playing with our battleships in the bathtub. Underwater. There you go. You guys really have to do better. I mean, you really do. Wait, I did fine. I said Monopoly and chess. <laughs> you it got all, the top two. It all went downhill when you wanted to get in the tub. There it is. Under all the tubs. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, now coming to the stage, Miss Aqua Woman. Here she is, the ravishing one. There it is. It's Cinnamon. Did, Cinnamon, step on stage. That's Quake's favorite. He did loves. she sink your battleship? She sunk my battleship. <laughs> all right, seven-footer. Uh, get some food spots ready, or do I got to get food spots ready for you this weekend? That's it. Sacktown, baby. We're invading Sacktown. The Sacramento Sports Hall of Fame not happening. We can't even do the, the Hall of Fame virtual. Not even going to do that, but we're just going to go reconvene and uh, have have a reunion. That's what we're going to do. You need a weekend. Hall of Fame board game. We do need a Hall of Fame board game. There you go. Get on that, Bill. Let's, let's write that one in. There you go. Well, let's get let's get a clean-cut board game for a chance. <laughs> for That's all I'm saying. Clean up. What are you talking about? These we're talking about all these games that are on your list. We talking about how about risk? No. How about trouble? Trouble is that is what that game? The, what kind of fans do you have doing uh, uh, calling in asking for uh, some kind of a strip game, strip poker? That's not a. This is a uh, uh, you know again. This is sports talk radio, my friend. You this is what you get. You know that's what we get. This is what you get. You know. Don't you know the audience? You got to know your demo. Got to know your demographic here. So, plain simple. There you go. Is there a gong show version of a board game? Oh man! See, that would be all me right there. That would be all me. Gene the dancing machine. Oh, oh, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, look at that. Oh, I love Chuck Barris. Love the gong show. There you go. All right, man. We'll let you go, man. 
we'll uh, we'll catch you later. Uh, we really appreciate you just you know bringing the show to to another level. I don't know how yeah, low this, how low can we go. Yeah, I this, feel limbo this, should be in your board game because we're going really low here today. Uh, hey, are you are you are you gonna vote this week? Or I'm gonna have to call you up and say vote. Man, you gotta vote. Tell everybody who won the who who won who won the talk show. Did I did I win the talk show? The greatest talk show host of all time. You gotta tell everyone the results. What happened? Let's go to Bill Cartwright, ladies and gentlemen. He's he's uh, sitting there on the steps of the Capitol right now, unveiling the greatest talk show host of all time, and the winner is. The greatest talk show host of all time. Thank you. Um, Thank you very much. According to my sister. Thank you very much. Mainly is uh, Oprah. Oh, according to your sister. There you go. There's the demo. I'm telling you about the demo. Those Cartwright <laughs> women, they dominate every year. Jeez. What do you want me to do? Hey, I, I where, did, where did Rowdy Roddy Piper and Wally George end up? Right there at the top? Dead right at the top of the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> Dead last. <laughs> Just when you think you have all the answers, I change the questions. <laughs> there you go. You gotta love Hot Rod. All right, man. We will we'll let you go. Have yourself a good one. We'll catch you on the rebound. Right, we'll guys, see you this enjoy weekend. It. All right. Take care. Adios. There he is. The big seven footer, big Bill Cartwright, and making his way down the aisle, weighing in at 252 pounds from Glasgow, Scotland. Rowdy. Rowdy. And unlike the Geico commercial, bagpipes that TC approves of. There you go. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right. We'll be back. We'll be back with some more. You jabronis. You ham and eggers. You don't know what you got coming. Until Hot Rod gets a hold of you. Yeah. Come back. We'll talk about something. Some type of nonsense. <laughs> That's what you get. Iron Sheik, you want some of this? Huh? Anybody else you want some of this? Oh, one coconut. Two coconut. There you go, ballpark, Frank. Go ahead. You and Jimmy Snook will go over there. Ooh, yeah. I do exactly what I want to do. It's, it's the, the Dr. Dr. T.C. Martin. You say I'm insane? I say thank you very much. The doctor is now in. Can't get enough. Can you say? Just can't get enough. There you go. Can't get enough. The William Hill mobile app as well, too. Get signed up. In-game wagering options. Everything's there. Get ready for Super Bowl, NBA, college basketball. Download the app. Use the promo code TC50. $53 in your account when you use that promo code. Opening a new account at William Hill or any of the William Hill establishments. Download the app on the phone first. Go to the book. I was going to say dominate, donate, whatever. Deposit. How's that? There's the other D word. Triple D. All right. Deposit at least uh, 50 bucks in your account. Get an additional 50. Use the promo code TC50 for William Hill. How's my Roddy Piper? It sounded pretty good, right? Or my best Howard Finkel impersonation? I mean, come on. You got to get it all here. Play a lot of board games with that 50 bucks. (laughs) Forget the board games. (laughs) Brian Salmon, he's out there. News 3. He's getting ready. Uh, what's going on, my friend? What is shaking? My guy, TC, you should have asked me about that Robbie Piper impersonation, man. That was brutal. <laughs> no, brutal? No good? No good? Oh, oh, no. I used to love Roddy Roddy Piper until I heard that. 
What are you talking about? I was spot on. What are you talking about, man? You think you, you, think you could top that? Go ahead. Oh, I, I could definitely could not top that. But uh, you, you, were, you were spot on, kind of like a stain. <laughs> wow. Look at this. Be sound. You bring, call, in the, bring in the thunder. Bring in the heat. You calling me to bring in the heat? Where's the, the crowd's going crazy. We're going to start throwing stuff at Peace Out. <laughs> I'm waiting for him to there show it go. out. There we go. There we go. I, I that, used to love Roddy Roddy Piper back in the day. Do you remember that movie that he was in with the aliens? They live. They don't forget. Yeah, put, put on the sunglasses, and all of a sudden, they appear. <laughs> and then when the sunglasses are off, we're looking at, uh, you know, sunshine downtown L.A. where no one's in the streets. I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> Never understood they live. <laughs> That movie back in the day, man. I thought it was a good movie See, back in the day. I was never into the old zombie movies anyway, but uh, but I watched it because of Hot Rod. He was great. He was in another uh, one oh, no, too. Hot Rod Piper was the man. You did remind me of the fact that he had a talk show. I completely forgot about. Oh this. yeah, Piper's Pit. It was awesome. Legendary man. What what did you guys think when Ronda Rousey became Rowdy Ronda Rousey? Which, by the way, she did ask Piper for his permission before she did that. Well, did she really? Huh? Oh okay, yeah, no, well, no, no, you know no. What, honestly, no, she, she she definitely did because she even made a point of mentioning that she's like she felt really bad. She didn't feel like she earned that, and he told her it was all right. He gave her his blessing because she didn't want to go with it if he wasn't cool with it. That's good that she showed him that respect. You know what I mean? Because she she didn't show a whole lot of people respect when she was fighting. I will say this though, I was uh, on my. I was on my um, nationwide tour when she was fighting. So I believe her, at her height, I was working in Boston at the time. So I never got to cover her. But I, I, wasn't a huge, I wasn't a huge Rousey fan, honestly. I hated the way they tried to make her like the greatest MMA fighter ever, and which I thought was completely absurd. Um, so, yeah, I wasn't a huge fan. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <But> I digress. <laughs> Peace out. Appreciate you checking in, man. Uh, what's what, what's going on today? You 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 prepping for the show tonight? What what do we got on the uh, news three? Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, what's going on? You know, just a little thing. Um, some some something happened with the Golden Knights. I don't really remember what it was, but uh, something happened with the Golden Knights. So. Oh, I'll tell you what happened yeah, with okay. the Golden Knights. I'll tell you exactly <laughs> what happened. Here's the breaking news. There is. Let's go to live to Brian Salmon. He's a. Uh, not going to be reporting tonight live in, with his live shot in the concourse or at the Hyde Lounge because, yeah, that's the breaking news. Uh, Brian Salmon uh, not going to be in Hyde Lounge tonight uh, because there is no game. <laughs> but then again, I don't know, may, maybe banned from uh, the, the press box period. There, there's your breaking news, my man. <laughs> I'm banned for the press box. Yeah. No, not banned for the press box. But yeah, I'm not going to be going live up there. I will, I will be able to feel my, my fingers and toes all night long, which is a good thing because it is it yeah. is freezing inside of T-Mobile way more than normal with no fans in there. But yeah, the, the game getting canceled is odd, man. Like that, yeah. that's terrible. And then I just found out that uh, from what I heard, Petrangelo was the person on the team that got COVID. Yeah, we had we had mentioned that and talked about that. And again, the Golden Knights aren't coming out and saying that. I mean, people are just trying to you know figure that out. But again, you know, we get we don't get much transparency with the Golden Knights and you know with injuries. We've always talked about that in the past. But you know, with the Capitals, we knew which players you know had it, but the Golden Knights don't want to tell us. You know, they want to say who the coach <laughs> is and who the player is. It's all hush hush over no, there. I know. You're about, yeah, he's talking about not much transparency. Yeah, they have about as much transparency as lead. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So zero transparency. But so. that, but that's you know you got a story tonight. Uh, you don't have to, you know, go out there and and, and watch the game uh, tonight. So we're, we're, we won't be watching any hockey. But it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens uh, with this postponement when they're going to you know replay this. But the good news is, you know, when you play a team eight times in the course of a season and you have limited travel, <laughs> know. you know, you'll be able to to make up that game. You're absolutely right. Eight. I still every time I hear that or even think about that, it just boggles my mind. Eight times in a season is crazy in any sport. You know what I mean? Like that. That's just bananas. Eight times in a season. But you're right, though. Rescheduling should be pretty easy, considering they already played each other eight times. Eight times in a <laughs> condensed schedule. What? With fifty-six games, games. And we're eight. I mean, it bothers me that we're that you play a baseball team. You know, eight nine times. It, let alone it's like 18 in that division. That drives me nuts. But, you know, when we get to these, you know, sports like basketball and and uh, in hockey, I mean, come on, really? Eight times? Yeah, it's a bit much. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. But, uh, but you know, that, that gives us an opportunity to talk about the Henderson Silver Knights tonight, honestly. I mean, the fact that they have their first game tomorrow, uh, whether yeah, obviously it's a preseason game, but their first game – here in Las Vegas, we're at the Orleans tomorrow at 7 o'clock. So, I mean, that, that gives us a chance to kind of talk about that. And with that being said, the possibility of whether or not Derek England will be coaching and, you know, what are their, what's their coaching situation? Maybe someone from their team has it as well. Like, who, who knows? But, you know, a little excitement. We can, we can shine some light on them tonight. So, that's kind of cool. All right. All right, uh, B-Cell, let's uh, touch base with some of these other headlines today uh, with you. Uh, quarterback Deshaun Watson requests a trade from the Texans. Uh, he actually made the trade, we're hearing now, about two weeks ago. And the Texans hired a new general manager last week, and they hired a new head coach today. Their new head mm-hmm. coach is David uh, Culley. Uh, this guy is 65 years old. He's been in the NFL since 1994, never been a head coach or even a coordinator. And uh, he, he is the first black head coach that has been hired this year of, of the seven openings. Uh, another minority candidate, Robert Saul, as we know, came over from the 49ers. He is the uh, head coach of the Jets. That was announced last week. But even that is not going to make Deshaun Watson want to come back to Houston. He said he's upset. Uh, the hiring of GM uh, Nick Cassero, uh, you know, he came over from New England. I'm not sure what's going on there in Houston. But we hear that Deshaun Watson had numerous conversations with Cal McNair, the owner of the Texans. Apparently he wanted to make some suggestions uh, as far as, you know, GM candidates, coaching candidates, maybe even some personnel candidates. And McNair wasn't having any of that. Now Deshaun Watson says, I'm done with this organization. I, I feel him. You know what I mean? Like I feel him. Cause if you go by the track record of the Houston Texans, minus, minus, signing Deshaun Watson to the monster contract because I'm sure that he had no problem with their decision-making when they did that. But minus that, their their management staff has been horrendous. It's been horrendous. And all, the only thing you really have to look at is just start with the fact that they traded uh, Hopkins. Like, that is that was that was the dumbest trade that I've seen in a very long time in any sport. Yep. You know what I mean? You've got a in franchise quarterback. Yep. Yes. Yes, you get nothing, but hey, you have a franchise quarterback and you trade away one of the best wide receivers in the National Football League in his prime? Like, are you kidding? Like, that made no sense. Uh, so, it to me, and I'm sure to him, it didn't seem like they wanted to win. 
And if they're not taking any of his consideration, they're not taking any of his um, his tips or, or suggestions into consideration, then why the heck would you want to be with him? You know what I mean? Like, they, they're disrespecting you in that regard, but they are respecting you fully in the, the way that they um, – in the contract that they gave him. <laughs> so, and, and Watson hasn't but, even spoken to the new general manager since he took over the job, uh, Casero. But again, here we go. It's like the sense of entitlement uh, that these quarterbacks think that they should be involved in you know, the hiring process of a coach, uh, which they have no experience whatsoever, or, you know, uh, bring, bringing in players. And again, you know, you hear Tom Brady saying, hey, you know, you know, Gronk, uh, come over here. Antonio Brown, you know, come over here and play. And I think some of these players, they see that. But then again, it's a little bit different because Brady is, is doing this, you know, very cool and very sly. But he has history. And all he's doing is saying, hey, you know, uh, it'd be great if we could bring these guys into the fold. We have some history. I have some history here. I have some chemistry with these guys. But now everybody thinks that they should be involved in the decision-making process. I don't know. I, I, I take this, the opposite approach. I think they, they should be. I mean, he's the one that's playing with them. I mean, and, and clearly the decisions that you made before have not worked out. So, I mean, what, what, is the, what is the downside to listening to your quarterback or even – or even just, um, you know, just taking into consideration what he's saying. Like, not taking it into consideration at all. Well, I'm not no saying you don't have a conversation. I think definitely have that conversation, have that rapport. But then again, what we're hearing with Deshaun Watson is that, okay, I mean, quarterback going to an owner, but then when he's rebuffed, then he goes to the media and airs it out. And I, I guarantee we wouldn't hear that with Tom Brady and other veteran quarterbacks. Yes, you would, because you did. <laughs> you did. You, we heard the story about. I mean, Brady is the reason that Antonio Brown is with. No, but the we never Tampa heard. We never heard Brady whine and cry about. It, is is my point? Never went out to the media and said, "Oh, they won't uh, listen to me." Boo. That's what I'm saying. Boo with the whining and crying. We, yes, we did, because when Brady was in New England, we heard every moan and gripe that he had to say. And all the, the all those little leak stories, they weren't coming from Belichick. They were coming from Brady. I mean, the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo got sent out of of New England, that was all Tom Brady, and we all know about that. So I mean, I, I don't I don't I don't agree with that. Wait, wait, hold um, on, hold on, wait. hold on. The, the only the only moaning groaning out of New England was coming out of the rub and tug room with Robert Kraft. That was actually down in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Thank you, Frank. Yeah. Which, by the way, on the spot reporter Frank Harnish, ladies and gentlemen. I I actually just read on TMZ the other day that they've actually destroyed all of that video because Robert Kraft's attorney said that if that leaked into the wrong hands, maybe leaked wasn't the right word to use, (laughs) but if it leaked into the wrong hands, that it could uh, that that somebody could use that against him. So uh, the the judge did order that all of those videos. So apparently there wasn't just the one that we heard about. There were multiple videos of Robert Kraft, uh, you know, illegal use of hands down there in Florida. Is that right? Were they playing chess in there? <laughs> I, think they, I think they were playing Battleship. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's Battleship was oh, up, wow. up Periscope. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. These gentlemen. <laughs> All right, man. Um, so there we go. That's that. Hey, uh, Masahiro Tanaka leaving the Yankees to go back to Japan uh, to play for the, I'll probably uh, butcher this, uh, the uh, Rakatoon Golden Eagles. You know, his seven-year contract with the Yankees expired, 
And uh, Tanaka says goodbye. He's going back to Japan. It's kind of weird, isn't it? I mean, he could have played here in the States, going back to Japan. Maybe he was homesick. I don't know. Thoughts? Uh, Salmon? We're talking to you, Salmon. We lost him. He, he, he feels more comfortable in Japan. Yeah. By the way, I want to correct myself. I, I believe I said earlier that Ronda Rousey, I think she got permission from Rowdy, Riper, Rowdy Roddy Piper's family. See, that's what to, I was wondering because I didn't want to say anything because you know, yeah. Roddy Piper died. Yeah, he passed what? away, I believe, in 2015, and she yeah. joined the WWE in like 2018. So, yeah. But I think she – I know that I saw her speech about it and that, but I think she got permission from their family because she didn't feel comfortable with it without their blessing. Okay, unless she had – I know she was a Piper fan – Earlier when she yeah, was growing it, up, so unless that conversation, but again, I don't, I don't know how relevant she was, you know, fighting while Piper was still alive. Yeah, I mean, so. I, I, I remember covering her way back when she was still doing the amateur stuff and yeah. different things around here. So, all right, good stuff. I want to thank Amon Green for joining us, the the Packer Hall of Famer, the four time Pro Bowler. Appreciate him. Big Bill Cartwright, the five time NBA champ. His thoughts in those pathetic board games, great and. uh and Brian Salmon for checking in. Appreciate that. Who apparently flew off to Japan at the end of the interview. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> was that an interview? That was just a straight phone call. I mean, he was he was having a good time today. There it is. He didn't like your Piper impersonation. Yeah, though. exactly. That was not an interview, my friend. That was that. That's it. He he just called to vent his frustration. He thought it was Tuesday. That's what he thought. <laughs> yeah, Tuesday, Thursday. <laughs> Janice Joplin used to say it's all the same. Okay, load. Blanken day. <laughs> Tomorrow we'll be at the Cosmopolitan. Come on out and join us. See the show live. Going to be a good time. Our good friend Adam Joseph from Opportunity Village will be uh, coming out uh, tomorrow. That'll be good. And Rob Van Dam, come out and meet RVD. Maybe you'll get some uh, CBD oil. You never know. He had some samples last time. Come on out and uh, and see the big effing show tomorrow. That's right. At the Cosmopolitan, right? There you go. And he's usually got the proper paperwork as well. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> Miss any part of the show, go to the website, tcbartshow.com.